So you're looking to achieve fat loss as quickly as possible. This is the episode for that exact topic. Welcome to another episode of the Physique Formation Podcast with your host, Dan Bristain, aka Big D, because I'm back now. I used to be skinny for a little while. I was doing doing a contest prep. Thank God that's over. And I'm back to being large again. Anyways, for a lot of people out there who are in Australia or the Southern Hemisphere right now, you're in the middle of winter or the back end of winter right now. And we are about 18 weeks away from summer. Most people are not smart enough or wise enough to realize that now is the best time to start a fat loss phase, an improvement in your overall lifestyle, your habits, and a progressive approach in the pursuit of fat loss as well, which will make it more sustainable, more enjoyable, and you know easier to maintain in the long run. So chances are you'll probably listen to this, not really pay attention, and uh, kind of just be interested in the rapid fat loss approach when you realize that summer is four to six weeks away and you're heavily out of shape, your swimmers don't fit you, your board shorts don't fit you, your bikini doesn't fit you, and something needs to change. So rapid fat loss, how do we achieve it? What are the different methods, the setups, the drawbacks, etc.? Let's talk about it. Basically, rapid fat loss is... a like as it says, right? Achieving fat loss in a very fast way, as quickly as possible. Now, I'll be honest, achieving rapid fat loss can be set up in a way that is well put together, well structured, backed by like, you know, scientific evidence, etc., or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, the methods in place, they work, but, but you have to work as well. And the various drawbacks are the biggest issues when it comes to a rapid approach to achieving fat loss because a lot of the time people just don't have the discipline to be consistent, to stick to the plan, and to embrace the struggles that come with it. So basically the best way to define rapid fat loss is achieving more than 1% of your total body weight lost per week on average. So more than that, right? Because typically I like to suggest a progressive sustainable model of 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight loss per week on average. So if you were 60 kilos, for example, and you were looking to achieve fat loss, I would say try to lose 300 grams per week as a minimum baseline. That is a, you know, impressive outcome and something that you should be proud of. Uh, you know, 300 grams as a minimum baseline consistently would be a noticeable improvement to your physique, uh, you know, in the long run with a top end of 600 grams lost per week on average. Now, when we think about 1% of your body weight per week, if you're 60 kilos, 1% is 600 grams, right? But as your weight comes down, we're, st- we're still on 1%. So that number is going to drop. So when you're 60 kilos, 1% is 600 grams lost per week. You get down to 57 kilos. Now we're looking to get 570 grams lost per week. That's actually pretty hard to achieve, to be honest. To consistently drop 1% of your total body weight per week on average across multiple weeks is not an easy task. It does require a lot of consistent effort, discipline, you know, being accountable to every calorie that is consumed, being more active than you would typically be by nature, probably removing or greatly reducing things like alcohol and meals out that can't really be accounted for accurately 
and various other things. So for most people in the world, being okay with you know 0.5% of your body weight loss per week on average is typically a good approach. And generally what I try to lean towards for the most part, because in the early phase of a fat loss uh, focus, we do see 1% loss or even more than that in the first couple of weeks because we are losing fluid weight, we're losing food weight as well, and that's gonna take up a large amount in the early phase. And then as you continue on the journey, the rate of loss slows down a bit, which is why people typically lose one to two kilos or even three kilos in the first week and they get really excited. Then they get disappointed when they don't lose that same amount the week after and the week after and the week after. Reality is that first weight loss is not body fat loss. It's fluid weight loss and it's food weight loss. Then as the weeks progress and you're not losing food weight and fluid weight anymore, we are losing a higher percentage of body fat um, week to week to week. So that weight, that scale weight that drops each week, a large majority of that is actually body fat with a very small amount being some lean tissue that we're losing along the way as well which is kind of just, you know, we, we look to minimize that as much as we can. But hey, if I lose 10 to 12 to 15 kilos of body fat and I've lost one kilo of muscle or lean tissue in the process of that, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the outcomes visually are going to be fantastic whether you lose a kilo or not of lean muscle mass. So all that said, you know, taking a realistic approach is the best method. And anytime we see any weight loss on the scale and it's consistent across multiple weeks, we are creating momentum, we are creating new habits, and we are damn sure going to create a new and improved visual outcome from that and maintain it over time. Anyways, let's get back on topic. Rapid fat loss is not for everybody. Let me make that clear. Let me say that again. Rapid fat loss is not for everyone. Most people think they can do it and most people fail. I've had clients in the past actually complain to me that their calorie targets were too low and unsustainable, but that was a calorie amount for them based on their goals, based on the time that we had available to us. If we had more time available, they probably could have eaten more food. A lot of people don't want to be hungry. People want to lose body fat, but they don't want to be hungry. Unfortunately, there is always going to be a response to a reduction in energy availability that response is going to be fat loss for number one. We can celebrate that. The secondary response is obviously going to be an increase in hunger because your body doesn't want you to lose body fat. So you're going to have an increase in hunger. You're going to have some mood disturbances. You're going to have low energy. You're going to have some sleep disturbances as well. You're going to highly run the risk of binge eating, falling off track, overfeeding, having a small snack and then wanting more. Uh, having a very obsessive nature when it comes to food and your relationship with food, as we call it, could uh, you know be questioned at times when food is the number one thing on your mind constantly. These things happen. That's just part of the process, part of you know the journey. So if you want to achieve rapid fat loss, you can do it. You can you can absolutely do it. But you do run the risk of these negatives or these drawbacks being amplified. And you do also run the risk of a higher amount of lean tissue being lost in the process as well. So what are some of the methods that we can utilize to achieve rapid fat loss? Well, essentially to achieve rapid fat loss, the main focus is a larger calorie reduction, right? So a bigger calorie deficit. So you gotta look at how much food you're currently eating, what your body's accustomed to, 
and look to reduce that by 40% or more to greatly reduce your, your current or total calories coming in. Prioritize protein as a primary focus and then also prioritize micronutrients and vitamins and minerals as a secondary focus. So we've got to think daily protein intake needs to be sufficient and total calories consumed across the week has to be much lower than what we are accustomed to and that's how we achieve rapid fat loss. Obviously weight training needs to be applied as well to maintain lean tissue to the highest degree possible. However, there will be muscle loss in the process. So a few different methods, four different methods I would mention or label when it comes to rapid fat loss. One would be intermittent fasting where you do not consume anything for 16 hours of the day and then you have an eight hour feeding window or less in some cases. And maybe that means you start eating at 2 p.m or something like that. A shorter feeding window typically means that you will consume fewer calories across the day. And if you do become accustomed to not having breakfast, not having morning tea, maybe not having lunch either, then it's easier to kind of just embrace that and deal with it and then just consume fewer calories each day. Prioritize protein, prioritize vegetables and some fruits as well maybe. And that would have you in quite a big calorie deficit if you structure it correctly. Another way you can do it is alternate day fasting where you eat in a moderate or small calorie deficit some days of the week or every second day. And then alternate days, you are actually consuming little, very little calorie, like calories, like literally zero calories basically. Uh, alternate day fasting is ex exactly what it says, right? So every other day you're eating nothing at all. That would result obviously in a big calorie deficit by the end of the week. Another way you can do it is just going low calories every single day. So you have your set calorie target, your set protein target, um, maybe your set fiber target as well each day. And that's a great, that's a large reduction. For example, for myself at the top end of my current uh, diet or, or recent diet, I was at 3,800 calories every day. Right now I'm at 2,800 calories every day. So that's a thousand calorie reduction from my top end, right? Um, that's not really aggressive to be honest because I've dropped that over time. But as an aggressive approach, low calorie diet, let's just say that my body's accustomed to 3,000 calories every day. And just to be clear, because I don't want to confuse people, my maintenance intake is around 3,200, right? So when I was eating 3,800, I was in quite a large calorie surplus for various reasons. And now being at 2,800, it's a moderate calorie deficit from 3,200 being my maintenance, predicted maintenance, just to be clear. So let's just say that my predicted maintenance is 3,200 calories per day. Going low cals daily for me would be like saying, all right, I'm gonna drop down to 1,800 calories every day and I'm gonna consume 220 grams of protein every day. That would be very, very low cals every day and that would be rapid fat loss. That would definitely result in rapid fat loss. So just having a huge reduction in calories consumed on a daily basis, but maintaining protein intake, that's another way to do it. And then the last way you can do it is called a protein sparing modified fast, which is essentially fasting, but maintaining adequate protein every day. So you're sparing your protein, obviously. And in that instance, the structure would be minimal calories from all other sources outside of protein essentially the structure and I've done this before myself trust me anything I talk about I've pretty much lived and I've like practiced myself and I've learned the pros and cons of these things a protein sparing modified fast essentially means hitting your protein target every day having something like fish oil for essential fats and having something like green beans or broccoli 
you know, or cauliflower, something that's very, very low calorie fibrous foods just to have alongside the protein source to get your body some vitamins. And then obviously you would supplement with things like um, multivitamins as well, vitamin D, uh, maybe some calcium supplements and things like that. So you're getting trace, like you're getting essential nutrients from supplementation. You're getting protein from obviously the food and you're getting minimal fat consumed from fish oil or something similar to that. That still provides some quality nutrients, but a huge reduction in total calories consumed. And in that structure, typically we do not promote weight training or you know excessive amounts of exercise in a protein sparing modified fast because the energy deficit is so large already. So you might train, you know, three days a week max in that structure, that setup, just because it's, you know, you're not really consuming enough calories to support the training, to recover from the training. Uh, and it just creates a bigger hole in regards to energy restriction um, and, you know, the increase in stress, etc. So basically rapid fat loss, like I said, can be achieved in multiple ways. The end foundational focus is obviously calorie restriction and sufficient protein every day. And we need to set it up in a way that we can actually stick to it. We do consider our health markers as well. Uh, now, with that said, because I mentioned health markers, some people who are obese could literally starve. You can literally do protein sparing modified fast or alternate day fasting where you eat nothing at all every second day. And you can improve your overall health because dropping body fat can actually improve your health markers, can improve your cholesterol, uh, so many different things, your blood pressure, etc. So there are some pros for some people, you know, different demographics, wherever you sit. Uh, if you are very lean right now, doing a rapid fat loss approach would not be ideal because you will lose more muscle mass than anyone else. So the more body fat you have to lose, the more reasonable it is to take a rapid approach. However, this is the drawbacks that we have to think about that I mentioned earlier. If you start a rapid fat loss phase, you get really excited about losing a ton of weight in the first week. Then the second week comes around and your hunger is through the roof. All you're doing is thinking about food. You have no energy to move. Your step count is down. You don't want to go to the gym. You feel uncomfortable for saying no to social events or you find that really hard to do. And next minute you're eating tubs of Nutella or peanut butter or you know, you're ordering pizzas or you're on Uber Eats constantly and you're falling off track, then obviously that approach is not suitable for you because you don't have the discipline and willpower to make it happen. And that's what it really comes down to. It's like, how much discipline do you really have? Can you really commit to a plan like this? Like I said before, sometimes people say, hey, these calories are too low, I can't stick to it. It's a discipline and willpower problem. If they ran the numbers, if they were consistent with the diet and the lifestyle, etc., and they ate foods that made them feel fuller, and maintained good hydration, they probably could commit to that diet. I've actually had clients in the past say to me, hey, like write me a meal plan, but don't tell me the calories because mentally, if I know the calories and they're low to me, mentally it's gonna be challenging. But if I don't know the calories and I just follow the meal plan, I will stick to it and I will more than likely get great results and I won't get in my head about it. So, you know, some people want to, some of my clients think that the calories are too high and they're not gonna see weight loss, then they do always. And then other clients will be like, Hey, this is too low. I can't stick to it. And it comes down to willpower and having a conversation around, Hey, like if this is really your goal and this is the rate of progress you really want to achieve. And this is how many weeks we have to achieve this goal. Then you have to embrace 
you know, the sacrifices that come with it or the drawbacks that come with it. So ultimately rapid fat loss is something that I, that I do not generally promote. I don't really push onto anyone, but if I had a client and if you're a client listening right now, if I had a client that said to me, Hey, I really want to run a rapid fat loss phase. Can we do this? Hell yeah, we can do this. We can make that happen because if you're going to decide that that's the approach you want and you can commit six to eight weeks of this consistency and going through the struggles that come with it and being disciplined and not letting, you know, outside influences throw you off like social events, etc., and you have the mental fortitude to make it happen, we can achieve some amazing, incredible results. And you don't even have to do a ketogenic diet, which is typically what people run. But you know, so it, it can be done, but you have to really know yourself and know whether or not you'll be able to stick to it. Because at times when I've tried to run these rapid fat loss phases for myself, by day six or seven, I'm smelling my Nutella jar, I'm having little bits here and there, and I'm having to track it obviously, and I'm wanting to eat everything inside. So there's drawbacks that come with it, and if you see weight loss that's obvious week to week to week and that keeps you motivated and consistent and compliant that's amazing rapid fat loss is great for you when you come away from the rapid fat loss phase you want to move into a well put together uh you know exit strategy i guess you could call it to move away from that and increase your food intake and be okay with gaining some scale weight back from an increase in glycogen or carbohydrates from eating more food, obviously an increase in food weight in your gut as well, and seeing that scale come back up a bit, but not to an excessive amount. Uh, You know, a lot of people I see on social media, a lot of companies that are promoting fat loss and huge transformations in a short period of time are typically running models like this where they are pushing for rapid fat loss, and then people regain all the weight because they haven't learned any habits in that short period of time then they feel like they have to run the system again, but really it's not sustainable. I mean, even my dad ran a very low calorie soup based and like meal replacement shake based diet. And, you know, he lost a lot of weight. He lost some lean muscle mass as well. He doesn't go to the gym, but he lost a lot of weight, which is great because it improved his health markers. However, when he stopped the structure of the diet, stopped buying the meal replacements or stopped like limiting himself to soup only, he regained the weight and he was quite upset about that and you know kept thinking he had to go back to that structure that plan it's not really sustainable to call that a lifestyle you know or make that uh you know how you consume how you live because who can do that right it's kind of like people who say i don't eat carbohydrates i'm like okay you're never gonna eat like a piece of fruit again in your life you're never gonna have bread you're never gonna have pizza or pasta or bagels or you know, anything that normal people have, like even milk in your coffee is carbohydrates. So you can't really, or you shouldn't really be trying to take these wild approaches where you cut things out completely. You can minimize them, you can make better decisions. So the exit strategy coming out of a rapid fat loss phase should be a small to moderate calorie deficit. It should be moving towards maintenance progressively. It should be okay with gaining some weight again and understanding that that weight gained is mostly not gonna be body fat if you maintain some good control. And you should be open to having phases where, okay, rapid fat loss is for this period of time, then moderate rate fat loss is for this period of time, then maintenance is for this period of time, then I'm gonna improve my lifestyle overall, and this is gonna become the new normal. And that can definitely work for a lot of people. So if you're interested in taking a rapid fat loss approach, please understand the drawbacks that come with it. It's not for everyone, like I said. 
you have to really have that willpower and that discipline. And you also have to be okay with your training performance dropping, your energy dropping, your sleep being affected, potentially your work quality being affected, your relationships being affected as well. If it's a very short period of time, that might be easy for someone. If it's a longer period of time, say, you know, three months or more, maybe it's not sustainable and not the right approach for you. But yeah, if you need some assistance in this, let me know. I'll be more than happy to coach you along the way and keep you on track and, uh, you know, troubleshoot things as you progress with it. But uh, I believe if you're not currently heavily overweight outside of a healthy body fat percentage, rapid fat loss is generally not the right approach. If you have a time-based goal, it's very, very short, say, you know, three to four to six weeks away. Sure, you could run a rapid fat loss approach, but you'd have to be very disciplined in the process and, uh, you know, just keep the goal the goal, maintain good mindset, maintain good habits, and be okay with the fact that that becomes your number one priority in life and uh, it's short-lived, essentially. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at Coach Denver Stain. You can also check out my website, physiqueformation.com.au or denverstain.com. And I will speak to you guys in the next one.